This podcast is intended for professional investors only. It has been prepared solely for informational purposes and does not constitute an offer or investment advice. Hello, and welcome to our podcast about NNIP's Responsible Investing Report. I'm delighted to welcome two of our resident responsible investors, Petra Stassen and Adri Heinsbrook, to talk about the report that was published on the 12th of March. Petra and Adri, thank you for joining us. Thanks, Steph, for organizing this in these unusual times. Uh, while our focus naturally tends to be on other things right now, we also should be aware that we still face challenges in areas like climate change and society in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, indeed, thanks, uh, Stephanie. And as you know, in our recently published Responsible Investing Report, we do share how we as investors take our responsibility and acted upon these topics and issues over the past year. So it's great to see the second RI report being published. For those who may not have read it yet, what does the report cover and why is it interesting to read? Uh, this report really covers what responsible investing means to us, so how we do it and what we offer. It gives real-life examples of our engagement efforts uh, and the voting activities, but it also provides insights in areas like ESG integration, the restrictions that we apply, um, we discuss our developments in reporting, and also how we define and manage our sustainable and impact strategies. Um, Last but not least, it includes our view on market developments related to RI, Uh, so we look back and also look forward a bit. And um, to answer your question, why is it interesting to read or to read parts of it if you don't want to read all of it? uh, I think that's because more and more investors are looking beyond financial performance. Uh, And this report really gives you a comprehensive view of what's happening in the different parts of our organization and also a good sense of what our shared beliefs and views are. Mm -hmm. But what do you think, Ari? Yeah, well, of course, I agree with you, but but I, I would love to elaborate on, on one topic just mentioned. Um, you you mentioned that ESG integration is part of the report. Of course it is. But ESG integration is a very widely used term, sometimes mm-hmm. even misused in my perspective. But what is exactly meant by it? So we, for instance, describe in the report our three-step approach on ESG integration, and we explain the immense importance of integrating not just one topic or a concern or just a number from ESG or a proof point into our investment process. But we showcase that these ESG topics are financial material and that we make choices which topic is relevant for which industry or for which way of making decisions. And that's important because at the end, we have to select those topics in ESG integration that are important to the financial bottom line. Of companies and this is what we call financial materiality and this enables us to unlock corporate value and as we all know value creation is exactly what responsible investing is all about what stood out most to you this year are there big differences from last year's report yeah um let me think uh, well uh, often overlooked, but in my view, what's really, really important is the part on the why, how, and the what of responsible investing at NNIP. Mm-hmm. That's very important to highlight. And be more specific, if, if I may, we describe how we as investors, with our role in both society and the capital markets, and the responsibilities we have to our clients, how we can make a difference in a broader context uh, by deciding where we put the capital we manage to work. Um, and, and that's both in the economy and in the society. And we describe in the report our key RI investment beliefs that explain why responsible investing is so important to us. The just mentioned capital allocation 
and the other is our belief on the longer term positive impact on returns of ESG integration. A difficult mm -hmm. sentence, but what it actually means is that what we think that we do should also be acted upon. And these two beliefs are the gateway for all our activities, which are described more in detail in the report. And on the small thing that you said before, uh, well, the report is actually in the same format as last year's. Um, but we do clearly showcase the progress we made with examples, much more examples, the how and what we did is emphasized. And that's what people can relate to. Yes, absolutely. And do you think that maybe you could share an ex one of those examples, for example, where we, where our beliefs led us to to take action or make a difficult investment decision? Uh, yes, of course. And a it's not, I don't think it's about difficult investment decisions. It's about making things more clear. Mm -hmm. uh, for instance, last year, and um, with um, Royal Dutch Shell, a company that's also nowadays in the news. But Shell also is one of the front runners in trying to make climate change part of their way of doing business. And for several years, investors have put down a climate resolution to the table for the annual shareholder meeting. And mm -hmm. this year, we actually supported with another group of investors and an NGO to make sure that this resolution was put off the table to provide the company with time to really make the right decisions, to provide them with time to make sure that they do the expectations and the steps that we want them to, to make sure that they are transparent and fit their business strategy aligned with what we expect them to be for the Paris Agreement. And that is a new way of doing things, not putting pressure on a company, but making sure that the company has time and ability to act upon our expectations. And that was widely recognized in the market, another proof point of our practice leadership. Yes, absolutely. And it really shows how, uh, how impactful our engagement can be. So yes. with everything in mind and all the achievements covered in the report, is there anything that you're most proud of? Question to both of you. What I'm most proud of is the fact that we've managed to create a clear distinction between what we see as ESG integration and what we define as sustainable or impact strategies. And the fact that we already incorporate these uh, very stringent ESG criteria in more than two thirds of our assets. And what I particularly believe is a strength of ours is that we've been able to find common features of ESG integration that still leaves room for the investment teams themselves to see how they can implement this in their particular asset class. So we're not telling them exactly how to do it, uh, but we do give them to fr the framework to work with um, and then see how we can uh, tailor that best to what is specific, for example, to emerging markets or what is specific for high yield versus investment grade uh, fixed income. Yeah, and I, I will try to be short, <laughs> but uh, in my view is very clear that we, we dare to make choices. We dare to make choices. We transparently outline where we put capital to work and what our considerations are. Those are very important, the why and how. Such, as, such things are made clear in the chapter on oil and gas. I just described uh, Roy the Shell, but also in the engagement conversations with electricity power producing companies in especially Central Europe. This showcases our view and our steadfastness in engaging for change because that's what we do. It's not just for a conversation on a conversation, but we always have an aim with the conversation. We want companies to make certain changes. But looking forward, what do you think will be your main focus for the year ahead? 
Um, mm -hmm. I think on the investment side, uh, we will really be putting efforts in further advancing the way that we integrate ESG in the investment process. So, for example, rolling out the ESG indicators, uh, looking how we can incorporate it in strategies where we don't have it yet, to really see um, what else it is what we can do. We are two-thirds now of our strategies, but of course we're looking to increase that percentage uh, of ESG-integrated strategies. Mm -hmm. Um, another topic is engagement. We've introduced engagement themes. We will be working around that uh, much more, also together with the portfolio managers and the analysts. Um, and another topic that I can think of is the impact of regulation. Uh, of course, we've seen a lot of regulation coming to the market. We've seen the initiatives of the EU, but also local regulation is affecting our clients. So we're really looking into how we can help our clients um, to meet the demands that they now have to face. And of course, how we can, for example, help them with better reporting uh, and better information sharing. Yeah. and and. Um, as was mentioned in the beginning, we live in VUCA times. It's volatile, it's uncertain, it's complex and it's agile. Absolutely. And yeah. in these times, um, what will be also for this year is how can we, from the responsible investing viewpoint and stances that we take, assist our clients in uh, dealing with these VUCA times and our colleagues in making better informed investment decisions. It's exactly what Petra said. It's not very much about new things and completely different things, but it's improving to show uh, to our clients how their money can make the difference. How in these moments and times and difficulties, we can be a partner for them in discussing and sitting down with them and also putting this uh, sustainability viewpoint to the table. Because in my view, this can help um, make companies and investments more resilient. I'm not saying it's the panacea or the solution for everything, but it sure is part of the solution. Well, that's all we have time for today. So thank you both again for sharing your insights. And to our listeners, thank you for listening. And don't forget to download the report, which you can find via the NNIP website. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe by following our hashtag NNIP underscore podcast on LinkedIn or Twitter. This podcast was brought to you by NN Investment Partners BV and is intended for professional investors only. NN Investment Partners BV is licensed as management company of USITs and AIFs by the Dutch Authority for the Financial Markets. This podcast has been prepared solely for informational purposes and does not constitute an offer or investment advice. Use of the information contained in this podcast is at your own risk. Investment sustains risk. Please note that the value of any investment may rise or fall and that past performance is not indicative of future results. Yeah. Yeah.